0: Okay, okay, hello and welcome to episode 257. This is a solo episode of the podcast because I didn't realize that Chris was running out of town this week, so that's my fault. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, he's traveling to the exotic location of Boston, Massachusetts, I believe it's pronounced, Um but I think he's back next week. Uh, so we should be back up and running in the podcast castle. I am recording this one from the front seat of my Mercedes. At the moment, it is back in the garage. And I have a glass of wine in my hand. So that's nice. That's that's We got that going for us, which is good. We're going to kick this thing off with some news. We're going to start off with some news, you know. Might as well keep the format even though I am singulo podcast o hosto this evening o so first up we got goodwood let's talk about goodwood a little bit um goodwood has come and gone and it looked like one hell of a time the festival of speed i've been there once i need to go back it is so friggin awesome and it looked like this year was no different um, the Volkswagen IDR, that's the car that Romain Dumas drove at Pikes Peak and set an all new record there. He took it up the hill. I honestly thought it was going to set a brand new record, um, but it didn't. Volkswagen said they were just going for the electric vehicle record and they smashed that. They they had the fastest time out of everybody running they did a 43.86 and it's a new ev record but the the overall record is still owned by nick headfield and um, in a mclaren f1 formula one car uh, about 41 seconds there was another electric car there the neo ep9 which looked pretty badass and sounded good going up the hill for an electric vehicle it just had a a cool presence to it and it was only a second off of the vw so that's good on the gasoline side of things uh mad mike was running his RX-7 drift car with an RX-3 front clip, and the car looked and sounded amazing. The car, That car looked so good, and it sounded so good. Mike always crushes it at Goodwood. He's one of the, he's like the main guy who's responsible for getting Lord March excited about drift cars, so if you like the sideways slidey stuff, you should thank. Bad Mike and uh, Von Gittin was there, Chris Forsberg was there, Dean Kearney was there ripping it up in his twin turbocharged 1200 horsepower Dodge Viper, which is just a crazy machine. Um, there was, yeah, drifting was well represented there. Another car that looked and sounded unreal was the Brabham BT-62 going up the hill. Alex Goy had a nice article on that car in Jalopnik where he got to ride along in the passenger seat. So you should go read that. Um, Liam Doran crashed again because that's what he does best at Goodwood. So that's always fun to see. Um, And then a 911 cup car ran into the back of a 962. So that sucked. Somebody made a very expensive mistake there. Also, there was another wildly expensive crash. It, I think, the yeah, it's a 1958 Lister Jaguar known as the Monzenapolis car. Um, this thing was a Lister creation with Jaguar power, 3.8 liter inline six, and back in the day, in 1957 and 1958. Indy car drivers and F1 drivers faced off against each other in a series of events called Monsanapolis. Now in 1957, the European drivers didn't take it seriously at all and the Americans whooped their asses. And then in 1958, they took it a little bit more seriously and the Americans still whooped their asses. The Lister Jaguar is a car that was built to compete in that and it was just it never really did anything, but it is a gorgeous all aluminum machine and somebody stuffed the nose of it into a hay bale, locked it up, was getting squarely under braking, and then continued driving it up the hill afterwards. So that is just a sad, expensive mistake. But a car like that will get rebuilt, you just got to find somebody who knows what they're doing with aluminum skin and put a new nose on it and go from there. Um, when cars are worth that much money, they get rebuilt. Now moving to another bit of news, Aston Martin. Is saying that the DBX is going to get its own new platform, and honestly, that makes sense. Even though, um, even though Aston is a smaller company, the this is Aston's first SUV, and it's going to enter production in sometime in 2019, and. Matt Becker who's the you know the chassis handling guru formerly of Lotus it's he's saying that the new platform is necessary to meet the demands of the suspension now this is not going to be a small vehicle it's not going to be a light vehicle um so it's it's much more Physic- the physics of it are more demanding than maybe what Aston engineers are used to working with. So it's kind of uncharted territory for them. Um, but I'm sure they'll, they'll work it out. It's going to have like an active anti roll system and, uh, and all kinds of other stuff. It's possibly, the rumor is that it's going to be named the Verakai, which in one of the Romani languages means wherever, which makes sense because you could take it wherever i kind of like dbx though but um just because i really wanted to do a bunch of dmx puns and jokes around the car but now i'm not going to be the one to give it to you (laughs) uh toyota which had their supra at goodwood but you know still has it covered up which is so dumb Toyota is going to offer, this is an interesting bit of no, news, Toyota is going to offer the Supra in a uh, slightly less expensive version with a four-cylinder engine. So it's a turbo inline four, and the it's based on spec sheets where everybody's saying, it was, this is basically discovered by Road Track. Um, it's going to make 262 horsepower. The larger inline six is, should make 335 horsepower, and all I can say is just show us the damn car already. This rollout feels glacially slow to me um bringing it to goodwood and just having it still wrapped up just feels so ridiculous at this point i mean remember how long it took Acura to get the nsx out and that is a really good car that is just getting overlooked by everybody and that's a shame and i mean could this happen with a supra possibly i i i'm i'm bored of super news i'm sure it'll drive brilliantly but you know We're going to have to wait and see because it's taking forever for the car to come out. That's all I've got for news tonight, so I'm going to jump onto your questions before we get into some of the car shit that I'm up to. Um, You know the deal. You know who comes first. It's Patreon. Uh, They come before you guys because that's just how it rolls. So let's see. Let me dive into these Patreon questions. Um, First up from Marshall Cash. Money pits. I seem to have turned my Fiesta ST into one, but I take it to the track a lot in addition to being in addition to it being my daily. So I kinda expected this, but I'm curious. I have a car that does daily driving and monthly track duty, is cheap to put good tires on, and can carry four wheels, a floor jack and all the other crap I need at the track. What else could I look at to replace my Fiesta? Power and comfort isn't as important as seat time and reliability. Um, Why do you need to replace your Fiesta if it's doing everything you need to do? Um, I don't know. I I know that you can fit... No, maybe not four wheels. Well, with this rear seat, you probably could. I was going to say in like a BRZ or something. Um, But... um, you kind of have it you could jump up to a gti or something i guess and go from there and get a little bit nicer car but it's probably not going to be as not that the gti is unreliable but your fiesta is probably a little bit more reliable um so i mean i think you kind of are doing it and making it happen with your car unless you just are ready to step up to you know more power or a little bit more room or slightly nicer interior or something like that then yeah i would start eyeballing slightly used gti's if i were you but otherwise you know Keep ripping it off in that uh, fiesta. Sounds like you're doing it right. Dina Honda just writes, What's up, guys? Just want to say hello. Thanks, Dina. Ryan Kelly has a very interesting, funny question that has nothing to do about cars, um, but it is about Shout Engine. But I will answer on Chris's behalf. Ryan Kelly, So I was discussing podcasts with two friends on Saturday while enjoying some adult beverages. I mentioned Shout Engine. One of them looked it up, and the first thing that shows up is a show called Come Town. Chris care to discuss? So I looked it up. I went to Shout Engine. The, the the most recent podcast or whatever it is is constantly scrolling at the top, so it wasn't there. But if you scroll, eventually scroll down, it starts to get alphabetical, um, and there is sure enough a podcast named Come Town that is apparently a comedy podcast. Um, so you, I mean. Chris isn't censoring who does what, and this is it says it's a, podca- a comedy podcast. There are 111 episodes in. I didn't listen to any of them, so I, any of them, so I don't, I cannot vouch for the level of actual comedy there or what the comedy is about. But if you want to start your own podcast, you can pretty much call it whatever you want. That's the benefit of Shout Engine. So there's that. I think Chris would agree with me there. Jumping to Twitter. Let's see what's going on on Twitter. Um, I'm trying to scroll down to see when the first question is yes. Okay. Um, From untitled car show at untitled car show. When will you super chat? so we can pay you monies for this. Well, I mean, I did just have the Patreon people on, but uh, I know what you're asking, and when Chris gets back in town, I believe the podcast studio will be nearer completion, which means we will have a video set up, and once we have the video component added in, we're going to add in the... um, then you'll be able to do that. We'll do it similar to basically how how Matt is doing his show, where it'll be live. Um, if you want to do the super chat bit, you can do the super chat bit. It's up to you. You can just tune in, listen for fun. You can wait till the, just the audio version comes out. You can catch snippets. You can do it however you want to do it. But we're gonna offer it in multiple formats for you, just you know, to pay whatever flavor you like. That's what we're gonna have. I mean, it's really two flavors, but you'll be able to pick. Chris Tracy at Overlanding Dad. Why don't more people appreciate the G-Wagons for the off-road beasts that they are? Will we ever see a rebirth of the camel trophy type race with more than one manufacturer? I think enthusiasts appreciate the G-Wagon for what it is. The problem is that it is it has become a lifestyle vehicle for wealthy individuals who just want one of the more expensive, slightly loud, brash um, SUVs they can buy and not really knowing what they're buying. Because it's not like it's comfortable um they'd be much more comfortable in a, a GLS um they it's it they'd be much more health. I mean they'd be much more comfortable in a fucking Escalade but it's not about that it is a fashion statement and sadly 95 percent of G-Wagons on the road stay on the road they never and a lot of them these days they're you know they're AMG variants with lower lips and and Um, low profile tires, they could still go places, but you're going to start bashing up bodywork at that point. I wish they offered some kind of, I don't know what they would call the spec. Yeah, I know you can get the four by four squared, but that's even a lifestyle item too. It looks, I've seen one or two of them in LA traffic and it looks silly. Um, whereas I wish they had almost a more utilitarian version, which I'm sure you can get in other parts of the world, but it would be great to see it stripped back with proper front and rear bumpers for a real um, approach and departure angles, maybe some steel wheels and, you know, do it right, some big, meaty tires. Sebastian, the Wookie LaFord. Why can't I see the full Twitter name? At uh, Wookie TV. On only the most burning question in 2018, Saturn Ion or Pontiac G5? I would probably... Go. I mean, that's a, that's not great for either one, but I would probably pick the Saturn because it's slightly more quirky, and I would not be happy with either choice. Um, seeing if there is any other. Where's where's this question? How come those questions never show up? Why do you why do you, Team Raider live at Midnight drift For some reason, your questions always like get lost in the shuffle, but I know they're in here. His question. In October, and it's a good question. Um, in October 1979, Kenny Powers, no seriously, attempted and failed to jump more than a mile over the St. Louis River in a rocket-powered Lincoln Continental. Again, seriously, if you were to attempt the stunt now, what car would you use? I mean, there's a new Lincoln Continental, so you could do that. Um, but yeah, the, if you've never heard of this jump, uh, which is crazy, you should really go look it up because I think he broke or. He, somebody was going to do it and then that person backed out and somebody else got in the car and just went for it and the wings immediately because there are slight wings on it they immediately give up the par- car parachutes down to the river and i think the guy broke his back um what would i use now because you'd have to you'd have to pick something absolutely ridiculous like that lincoln continental back then was such a ridiculous and it's a big full-size sedan is what they picked um it'd be like doing it today in an audi a8 you know it'd be it's just like uh, just not a good vehicle to soar a mile over a river. Not that there are any good vehicles. Uh, maybe a a, like a like Model X Tesla. So you could do it with the rear doors up. And then as soon as you get in the air, they watch them rip off. That might be kind of funny. There you go. That's my answer. Um, and then I could blame it on Elon when it all went to shit. Um, but then he'd call me a pedo guy or something. So Facebook questions. Patrick Palladino asks, did you know that much about trucks or did the producers give you material to study beforehand? Now, this is obviously in reference to Truck Wars on history, which I was one of the talking faces on it. Uh, I had a list of the topics that we would be uh, be asked about and I overstudied. They told me the interview portion. Like, so I went somewhere. I sat down. There was a, a, two cameras on me. They wired me up for sound that, you know, it was proper production with lighting guy, sound guy, camera people, producer sitting in a chair asking me questions. And um, they said it would, could be like three to four hours. And I think I was done in an hour and a half because I ripped through all of the stuff they were going to ask me. Like I over prepared because I was so nervous that I would be woefully under prepared. Like I never I've never heard of Albert Fro- or August Froyhoff before the show, but now I know. He's actually a really interesting guy who you know created the semi-trailer which basically transformed the way cargo is moved around this country and and so no most I mean it, I would wager that almost everybody in there was studying a bit before you go in it'd be it, that's the thing like you think these people are all experts at this they're all they all aren't given the notes on what is going to be discussed you still got to study it and not sound like a dickhead but yeah no I don't go in blind to that for sure. Russell Turnbull. What the hell is up with the Supra being touted in NASCAR? I don't know why people are freaking out about this. Um, it's the perfect choice to be in NASCAR because everybody is moving away from sedans. The Camaro's already there. The Mustang's coming and we're replacing. So now people are surprised that Toyota wants to replace the fucking Camry with the Supra. No, it makes perfect sense to get that car in front of a massive audience. I, I And it, it, it hasn't like it and the most recent press conference on it, people were like acting like it came out of nowhere. They've been talking about it for like six months or more. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm surprised at the surprise of the Supra. It's the right choice. Josh Ostrander writes, How much Spanish do I need to learn before Sunday? He is giving away something I'm, well, he's talking about we're going to Baja on Sunday. Um, and the answer is it doesn't matter because he would probably speak it poorly. Anyway, Russell Turnbull also asks, When will the Hooniverse podcast icon change from the Hoon truck to the Wombat? I thought it was the Mercedes this mercedes that i'm sitting in now but i guess it's not um i'll have to i I wonder if that's the itunes icon you're talking about russell let me know um because i'll double check on that there's an icon somewhere that needs to be changed obviously it should be changed to the Benz, and then eventually it'll be changed to the wombat but um not yet not ready yet so you know we're working on it um now on to some of the car shit that I've been doing. Um, New video just went up for Truck Central. I have been driving the Lexus GX460 this week, and I picked that one specifically because I feel like it's overlooked for what it is. Um, You talked about people uh, overlooking the G-Class. People don't even give the GX460 a second glance with respect to its off-road capabilities. That thing is a real off-road vehicle. Around the world it's called the Land Cruiser Prado. Here we only get it as the GX, but under the skin it has center locking diff, it has crawl control, it has a, a transfer case, it has 4 low. It it has and it's like different speed selectable front and rear crawl control. Um it's it's legit. It is a legit off-road vehicle. It is dated as fuck in the Lexus family. It needs some massive updating, but um yeah, and then inside it's 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 super comfortable um, the the seats are great the Mark Levinson sound system is excellent it's not cheap the one I drove was pretty fully loaded though it's seventy three thousand um, dollars but it it's an old it's an old horse with that 4.6 liter uh it used to be a 4.7 liter it was the two Uz I think it's now like a one. I forget what the engine code is now, but it's a 4.6 liter, and it makes 301 horsepower and just under 300 pound-feet of torque. Has a six-speed auto. Um, it is. It the brakes are terrible. The steer. It has nose dive because it has actual suspension travel. It does have a unique kinetic dynamic suspension system, which is a hydraulic system that acts on the stabilizer bars. To help reduce side to side roll, which some SUVs have and McLaren's have. So it's an interesting system and it has a sport, normal comfort and it does a decent job. I feel like without that, you would definitely be rolling around a lot, but it's still d- fore and aft nosedive though, under braking is pretty funny. Um, and the, the engine's not that responsive. You got to really mat it. And then once you do, it gets up and goes and has a decent tone to it. But otherwise, like if you take that thing off road, it, it's a wonderful vehicle to go out and get dirty, especially because then when you're coming back from. The trails and people see this Lexus absolutely covered in dirt and mud. They're wondering who the hell you are and what you've done. And that just—it's so fun to take a very expensive SUV and just get it absolutely filthy. There's something absolutely wonderful about that. Now the GX460 uh, goes away, and then the Cadillac CTS-V arrives on Thursday. Uh, I wasn't looking to request this vehicle, but Cadillac or the the delivery people were like, "We have one of these in the fleet. Do you want to shoot video on it?" I'm like yeah, I'll take a 640 horsepower super sedan. Sure, I'll talk about how maybe it's time for an upgrade. Um, but, I, don't, I mean, I don't really know what I'm going to say. It feels like the C, the CTSV has been around for a bit. I don't even think it's been around that long, this generation of it. Um, but it's funny how quickly now we get used to a vehicle. Really, like, oh, that's probably due for, you know, an update. And it's only been a couple years since this generation's been out, but whatever. Uh, like I said before, Josh was asking about speaking Spanish. He and I are trekking down the old Mexico way. Um, we're going to Ensenada and we're doing the wide open Baja Buggy School. So, this is, we're doing their it's it's called their three-day school but like day one's get down there day two is drive to mike sky ranch if you know anything about off-road you know mike sky ranch or like baja 500 shit and then the next day is drive some more then get back over the border um and i'm super stoked on it because i i drove the wide open buggies back in 2014 when bf goodrich launched their new ko then new ko2 tire and it was a hell of an experience but i feel like I needed more because one, it was great, but two, uh, the person I was driving with whenever they were driving so it's, it's, it's lead follow through Baja basically, you know, like just don't drive in the dust of the car in front of you, but you're still kind of looking for where they're going. So you know where to go, you know, there's a train of, you know, say there's a train of 10 buggies or however many it is. They, one of the things in off-road racing is don't drive in the, in the dust of the car in front of you. So the person in front of us, whenever it was my co-driver's time to drive, the the person in the car in front of us whoever was driving then they were hauling ass now whenever we switched it was my turn to drive the person in front of me was driving woefully dreadfully slow there were occasions where i would get to open it up but I didn't get to hit any of the jumps. I didn't get to dip it in d- wheels into the ocean. There's a lot of shit I didn't get to do, and I felt like I missed out on half of the driving experience. So I'm super stoked to go back and get way more seat time in this thing, and we're going to shoot video of it. We're going to do it right. We're going to have some fun down there. I'm going to do a little write-up on part of the cars for another outlet. I think I'm going to do a write-up on the fact that these use Subaru engines um, for gear patrol. I, I've written two things for them now. go check out Gear Patrol. Um, so I'm gonna do that and I'm just I'm just super stoked to go down there use my passport. I feel like I haven't gone on a proper adventure in a while. I haven't taken a trip in a bit so you start to get antsy sitting at home here. Um, I need to get out of the house. I need to go do something fun and this should scratch that itch for a few days certainly. So that'll be really, really good. And then also in my own car news, um, the Benz is back. The, the Blue Benz, the 74 W114 sedan, is back from the repair shop. And it is great, and it is running strong, and it sounds better than ever because there was a slight exhaust leak up front, so we put some exhaust tape on that. All four windows work now. The relays for those were cleaned up, so all four windows go up and down, which is great. It starts right up right away. It idles nice and cleanly. The oil pressure at idle once warm sits nice between 15 and 30, which is where, you know, it's supposed to be. It just, it's running very solidly at the moment. And that feels good. I wish it had air conditioning because it's really hot out here right now. Um, so I haven't been driving it as much during the day. Um, but I'm just super stoked that it's back in the garage. And then I gotta, I gotta figure out, When I'm going to list this thing for sale, though, I really, I got to get on that. I wanted to get some of the bodywork fixed too, some little things here and there, but I, I don't know if I'm going to fiddle with that. I've already put enough dollars into it that I'm not going to get back in the final sale price. Um, but. That's neither here nor there. And I also got to shoot video. um, So the sound system is in. we got to do a few more tweaks to it before I shoot video and fully talk about that. Um, But I'm looking forward to doing that. And so I'll probably do, I want to do two videos on the car because I haven't done a video on the Benz in a while. One will be the sound system when it's complete and fully installed. And then two will just be an update on where the car is in general. Because I want to treat the sound system separately because it's important. And I owe it to Clarion to give them a nice full um, feature piece on what they've done for this car audio wise because I'm, 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 I'm it's it, when it's pumping it sounds so good uh, there's you can't hear any rattle from the trunk it's it's it sounds it sounds so much better than the system we had in the truck because we were space limited there um, and we can only do in the truck we did uh, a six one six by nine in each door and then a sub under each seat and I think that was it. I don't think we did a tweeter. I think we did two A6x9s. I'm not 100%. I don't totally remember. But now in the car we have... Um, let me I'm just check it. No. So now in the car we have um, two small... We have like two... I, I think these are 5.5 inches. I'm not 100%. I'll, uh, you know, I'll get all the specs before I do it. There's two 5.5 inches up front with two tweeters up front. Those are all mounted in the doors. And then in the rear deck we have two six by 9s and then there's also a big ass sub built into the trunk, and the trunk is huge, so it, it like it doesn't affect the space at all. I can still use my tr- most of my trunk, which is great. Um, but it is built and comes right up against the back seat, and it's 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 enclosed and everything. It's I'm super stoked. And there's an amp somewhere. We're using a Marine, a Clarion Marine head unit because I didn't want to cut the Becker out. So the Becker unit, the Becker original Becker um, radio is still in the place that it's supposed to be the clarion head unit that's controlling the upgraded sound system is down in the center console underneath the armrest behind the shift lever and um, it does bluetooth and then it does cable you know usb um it would do satellite if i hooked satellite antenna up it has a rear view camera already attached to it so it does a lot of cool shit it can do um I think you can do wideband radio too, which I guess would make sense for marine applications, but I don't have that hooked up, uh, which is funny. But um, So car's running great. Audio system is being dialed in, and we're going from there. But the, car, the car's back in action. I wish the AC worked. I really wish the AC worked. Um, but the best quote I got to fix the AC system was $1,200, and that's actually a really good deal, if you can believe it or not, which is why I haven't done it yet. Because that that would that would hurt. That would hurt a lot. Um, I'm trying to save money to get the wombat moving. I need to get my basically the deposit together to get that the work officially started over there. Um, And so that's what I'm, I'm doing at the moment. Um, I'm also working on some sponsorship that could cover part of the car and they would become a spot podcast sponsor too. And it makes sense for the type of stuff we talk about, at least at the very beginning of the show. But I'll give you more information on that if something pans out there. So stay tuned for that. Now, this is going to be one of those episodes that's shorter because it's solo. I know you're already going, Oh, it wasn't very long and I'm, I'm sorry. It's hard to do these by yourself unless I just have a, like a endless stream of shit to talk about. Um, but I don't at the moment I will, when I get back from Mexico, so that, I mean, we'll have plenty to talk about there. Hopefully we'll be in the new podcast studio. Then I get back late on Tuesday though. So that podcast might be a day late and we'll record on Wednesday. I'm not really sure how next week's going to work, or maybe Josh and I will just do one from Mexico. We'll see on that as well. Um, but either way, we'll, we're going to get some good video out of that. I think, I think we're going to put in some effort to make a proper video, not just the GoPro quickie stuff. Um, get some, you know, establishing shots. Mexico B-roll. Do this one right. I'm, I really want to do something fun with this one, um, so that should be good. Uh, other car stuff coming up. I get the Alpha Qua, Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Quadrifolio soon taking that on a <chega> road trip to Yosemite so that should be nice that'll be proper oh another thing too I'm gonna have a story soon on um so there's a friendly PR person who always reaches out to me and says hey uh dianess I can never pronounce because I don't ride motorcycles dianisi I think it's dianisi they make, you know, motorcycle clothes and I don't ride. So I don't, I don't have a need. I, I'm not going to have someone send me stuff. if I'm not going to use it. But then I was looking at their website and they make mountain bike gear. So they're sending me that. And it finally came and it came out. I never heard back. They're like, yeah, I'll check on it. I was like, okay. And then a few weeks later it shows up. So I'm super stoked to test out this Dainese. I got to figure out what it is before I shoot video or talk about it for real though. Um, This gear, I got knee pads, elbow pads, a set of pants, which I'll wear when it's cooler out, and then a back protector. So I'm gonna try to take this stuff to a mountain bike park and get some cool photos and and do a review of this is stuff you know them for their motorcycle stuff but they also make mountain bike gear so i'm going to talk about that and i think that could be cool i'm just finding a home for that story um i mean i could put it on hooniverse but i don't want to i want to get paid for it and do it in an outlet that makes sense so that might also wind up on gear patrol hopefully we'll see fingers crossed on that one but that's all i got going on right now Um, if you want to hear a question answered that didn't get asked on this, just reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, whatever on Twitter. I'm at Jay Glucker. Also follow at the, at the Hooniverse. Um, on Instagram, we're at the real Hooniverse. And then, uh, I am with, um, I'm at Hooniverse Jeff on Instagram. We're Hooniverse on YouTube. Go to Hooniverse.com. Oh, some big news too. We are working with a new website designer. So we are redesigning our website. This has been a long time coming. It needs an updated coat of paint. It needs uh, some search engine love on the back end. And we're currently doing the initial process of talking about new logos and branding. So we're just getting the ball rolling there. Probably won't happen for like two months or so, you know, the final rollout of it. But I'm excited about that just to give the whole website a new, updated, more modern look. And you should be going to the site because we're trying to put more and more content on there to just start pumping the numbers up on the site because they used to be years ago, we're growing like crazy, and then something happened at Google. We never figured it out, and we've just been dropping like a rock ever since. Thankfully, the YouTube channel came along and helped offset that a little bit, but um, now it's time to build the website back up and, and try to try to get the train back on track there, so to speak. So we're working on that. I'm very excited to see what comes out of it. Um, I like this designer a lot. Um, He designed, if you want to see some of his work, he's the person who designed a website called The Loam Wolf. That's L-O-A-M, Wolf. It's a mountain bike um, website that does reviews and products. And and I really love the aesthetic of their website. So I'm going to see if I can get him to do something similar for us. Obviously, you know, slightly different um, style-wise because you don't want to just straight copy. But Borrow some of the elements if we can. We'll see. We'll go from there. So that's where we're at right now. Um, if you feel like rating and reviewing this on iTunes, please feel free. I don't know. I mean, I think it's important. I think it's important to still do that. So, you know, go ahead and still do that if you want. I'll do this for Chris. If you want to get your own damn podcast, go to ShoutEngine.com. And you, too, can create your own version of Cometown. You can live in Cometown. You can sing the praises of Cometown. You can talk all about Cometown all you want. So go to ShoutEngine.com and do that have fun whatever so next week it's either going to be Josh and I From actually I'm recording again later this week never mind I have a friend visiting from Canada uh, he and I are going to do a podcast um, later this week which will probably roll out the following week I still might do one from Mexico and we still might do one from the studio next week if Chris is up and running on that so stay tuned but that was episode 257 I will see all of you well no I won't see you you will hear me in next week Bye.